Welcome to the Marketing for Startups podcast by Ugly Ventures. I'm your host, Victoria Hajar, and the co-founder at Ugly Ventures, a place where entrepreneurs like you can find the tools and capital to grow your business. I'm so excited you're here. Let's dive into today's episode. Hello, and welcome to episode 16 of the Marketing for Startups podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the client value journey. This is something that I discovered a long time ago, and it completely changed the way I thought about how to approach marketing. So I hope if you stick with me to the end, you're going to gain a deep understanding of all of the elements that need to go into creating a solid marketing strategy for your business. Moreover, once we go through all these steps, it's going to be really easy for you to find which area you may be struggling in or may need to improve uh, in order to keep that marketing flowing and getting those leads or those conversions for sales completed. So I'm going to go step by step through each stage of the client value journey. So if you go ahead and do a Google search for client value journey, you're definitely going to be able to see a lot of different schools of thought on what each stage of the client value journey should be. I've spent many hours toiling over what I believe to be the perfect client value journey example. And what I'm going to share for you today is a combination of a few different methodologies but one that I feel is general enough that you can understand how to uh, really tailor it to your own business. The first, thing, the first thing you need to think about is exactly how are sales made in your business because the client value journey should work in concert with your sales funnel. It should support it and help bring more leads into the sales funnel. That's actually the purpose of marketing on a whole. So let's go ahead and dive in. We've got six stages. We have the aware phase, the engage phase, the nurture, invite, delight, and advocate. So I'm going to go through this one by one. And if you go uh, over to the show notes, at uglyventures.com, you'll see all of the information that I'm talking about in this episode right there in the blog section. I'm also going to have a worksheet that you can download that's going to give you this six steps um, as a PDF, and you can go ahead and write some notes in there and start creating your own journey. So let's go into number one, which is the aware phase. So when we talk about brand awareness, this is really the stage of the client value journey that we're going to be talking about now. Brand awareness can come through several different avenues. You could go through advertising. Uh, People can find you through search. They can hear about you via referrals or partnerships. This is really the way that we're reaching new audiences. You want to always be making sure that there are just like a sales funnel. You always want to be filling a sales funnel. You always want to be reaching new audiences with your market 
because there's only so much production you're going to get out of your existing list. You need to have new eyeballs to engage with your content and get to know who you are in order to really support having an ongoing marketing funnel and a marketing system that's functioning to support the sales. So in that awareness phase, again, there's really only three ways that you can grow your digital presence um, and grow your business really in any direction these days, which is of course paid advertising, um, a SEO strategy. Okay. So people finding you through organic search, you know, so if you choose not to pay to get that traffic, they have to be finding you organically or it's through referrals, partnerships, and this can be executed through having a PR program. So you need to always have churning a way for new audiences to find you and to spread that awareness of your brand of your brand. Once you have those eyeballs, once that new audience has discovered your business, it's really important that you begin engaging with them in a meaningful way. This is when the client avatar and the brand clarity um, process that we chatted about in the last episode, that was episode 15, which I will link in the show notes to this episode as well. This is when that brand clarity uh, workshop or that brand clarity exercise becomes really, really important because the, the content that you turn out the engage phase is all about the content creation and that creation, that content needs to, to be very intimately linked to your target client and the types of things, the types of information that you can create that's going to add value to their lives. Now, this could be related directly to your product, but it actually doesn't have to be. One thing that I always love to chat about with clients and other marketers is about the buyer's stage. So you need to be creating content for different levels of the buyer's stage. And through the buyer stage, you have, you know, customers, potential clients that are aware of the, of the symptoms of the problem, but not necessarily maybe what the deeper problem is. And oftentimes our products and our services address the deeper problem that a client may be having, but the client is only aware of the symptom. So let me give you an example. Let's say that you are a nutritionist and you work specifically with helping customers develop programs that's gonna let them test food allergies, okay? Because as a nutritionist, if people are feeling discomfort after they eat, you know through your knowledge that there's a good chance that maybe they have a food allergy, a lactose intolerance or gluten intolerance or whatever it may be. But the potential client is feeling the symptom of having discomfort after they eat. So what is the first thing they're going to do? Perhaps it doesn't automatically dawn on someone that they may have a food allergy. Perhaps they're not educated enough to think or to, to know or have been privy to the knowledge that having certain pains or cramps after you eat in a certain area may be from a gluten intolerance. You know, maybe the normal person doesn't get that, but they want to seek relief to their symptom, which is that discomfort in their stomach. 
So if they do a Google search, perhaps they're going to find advertisements, Google ads for Pepto-Bismol, right? Or, you know, any an, an acid. And that could be a quick fix to relieve their pain right away, but it's not getting to the root of the problem. Sometimes as service providers, um, if you're a service provider, you are addressing deeper problems. And it is our job as founders, business owners, marketing and sales team, right, to educate the client and to bring them where they need to be in order to make that purchase. And content can get them there. So that is the exciting thing about content creation, right? We can create this mini journey through the engage phase. So once we've captured their attention through tantalizing, titillating content that really speaks to their pain points, what we want to do is capture their email address. This is so important for businesses And I know that there's a lot of shiny objects out there around social media, different social media platforms and thinking that if you have a good, you know, Instagram strategy or a Facebook strategy and you're selling on those platforms that you don't need to collect emails. And I'm here to tell you you're absolutely, that is absolutely untrue. Gathering contact information for prospects is extremely important because it is an asset that you own. Remember, if you are doing, if you're operating your business, you know, partially or wholly on social media, you must really recognize that those platforms and the contacts on there, you do not own those contacts. The, those contacts belong to the platform in which they're on. So if all hell broke loose and those social media platforms were no longer functioning, you would lose your entire audience. So please, please, please remember, you must always be building your email list and that great content you create in the engage phase should be converting uh, those prospects into giving you their email, li- uh, their email address. And so this is when we talk about lead magnet. So inside this engaging content that you create, we want to reserve some content some pieces of of upgraded content that we can kind of keep behind a gate. So maybe that's a white paper, a case study, um, a report, some kind of tool, a checklist, anything it may be where that prospect has to give uh, you their email address in order to access that piece of information. This is a really great best practice. The other thing you could do really easily for product-based business is simply offer a discount. Having a pop-up when someone comes into your website is another amazing way to give value through that piece of gated content, which is a promotional code or discount. So once you have the email address, it's your job to continue producing wonderful content and nurturing your clients not only through your content, but through the community that you build, the, the way that you execute your brand and interact with potential clients, existing clients. It is a nurturing program. So 
we want to build that like, know, and trust factor for when it's time to make that purchase, they, as a, as a prospect, feel very confident in trusting your brand, knowing and liking your brand, and that they are ready for the next step. After you've nurtured that audience for a while, or, or you know, depending on what your product is and what the price point is, uh, will really determine the length of time you have to nurture that client. But once that nurture phase is going, you want to interject moments and allocate a handful of times, a month, a week, a quarter, whatever makes sense for your business, to actually invite the prospects to make a purchase with you. So for a product-based business, this could look like creative campaigns that really drum up excitement about a new product or a new way to look at a different product or something else exciting that you're doing, like a partnership, something like that. For a service-based business, this could look like you know inviting prospects to schedule a call or schedule a demo. We actually have to not just be creating value add content that's really important but sometimes businesses business marketing departments forget to actually ask for the that conversion ask for the next step invite which is the the uh, fourth step which is invite we have to invite these prospects to actually take the next step with us whatever that may be and also just one last note for a product-based business this could be inviting to a promotion, having a sale, or again, making some really creative piece of, of content or campaign that gets that prospect very excited. Once the prospect converts, so maybe they made a, a product purchase or they booked that demo, it is the job of the marketing department hand in hand with the sales department to create a in- extraordinary experience. Now is the time to really prove to that client that they made the right choice. So if you're a product-based business, your goal is to make the best product you can make and deliver the best experience you can. This is an incredibly important phase to focus on hand-in-hand with not only sales and marketing, but also your customer service team, your operations team, your logistics team, whatever it may be, to ensure especially now we're we're recording this uh, right around the holiday season, make sure that the product's delivered on time, that it meets the expectations of the client, that the client is supported. If there's any questions or concerns or problems, we must delight our clientele, always, always. And now more than ever, it is so competitive out there. And there are businesses doing extraordinary things in terms of delivering for their clients. So you really need to make sure that you've stepped up your game, that you're doing the best job that you can. That is the delight phase. And then the last phase, the sixth phase, is the advocate, the advocates phase. So we really want our clients to become advocates for our business. And so after the transaction has been done, after the sale has been made, we want to be able to leverage happy clients and their experience. This could be getting a glowing review or a testimonial. 
having a client participate in a case study. You want to maintain the relationship no matter what the lifetime value of the client is. If you have a service base, maybe you have a digital product, for example, or you're a SaaS company and they're going to buy into a a large, they're going to make a large investment with you and normally they're not going to do that more than once or twice in a lifetime. Okay, maybe you think it's not important to keep in contact with that client, but the truth of the matter is, is that, you know, referrals are priceless. I mean, word of mouth marketing is just getting deeper and stronger and wider. And we want to make sure that those happy customers become real brand ambassadors. So it's really a great thing to do is to sit, have a good creative brainstorm on the, you know, the end of the relationship. Um, if you know, if you're providing a service, the end of it, the afterwards, the ongoing communication, the ongoing relationship to spend a minute really thinking about that. You know, it's not just asking for the review and that's that part of the, uh, the nurture phase is not just nurturing new clients, but also nurturing the past clients. As long as they are interested in staying in your communication chain, you want to also be creating content that speaks to them, especially if you're, I mean, for product, obviously a product-based business, there's no end to how many times that client can go back if they're happy, but we want to keep providing value for them. So that is the client journey as I see it. There are, again, many different versions of this. You can go ahead and do a Google search of your own. But when I'm creating a marketing strategy, these are the six steps that I like to go through. And then, of course, adding some extra things along the way, depending on the specific business that I'm working with. But we have six phases, aware, engage, nurture, invite, delight, and advocate. Hope this was helpful for you. If you have any questions about the client value journey, I'm always happy to chat about it and help generate ideas for you and find out if there are any parts of this value journey that could be improved, tweaked, if you're having a hard time converting in any one of these points. And that brings me to the last point I'd like to say. What's great about setting up a six-point system like this is you can really visually see once you gather the data of each phase where you may be having a weak link. So in the awareness phase, for example, you're, it's all about reach, right? It's all about how much traffic or how many eyeballs that you can really build that brand awareness. How many people can you touch? But, you know, that's one number. And in the engage phase, we're looking to collect that email address. That's another number we can track, right? Once we have that email address, we're inviting to take that next step to either make that purchase or schedule that demo. That's another number that we can track. Uh, How many testimonials that we collect and great customer reviews we collect. That's another number we can track. So this journey becomes a highly trackable program for you that's going to make it easy as pie to realize where you need to put a little bit time energy effort creativity into improving because once everything is working really well what you're going to see is a really great flow of new customers 
prospects to your sales team, revenue, the whole deal. Anyhow, what did you think about the customer journey? I'd love to hear from you. Please send me your notes, messages, DMs, and we can continue this conversation. If you need, you just reach out if you'd like. Hope you're doing great. Everyone's staying safe and I'll see you next week. That's it for this week. Thank you for listening to the Marketing for Startups podcast and for sticking around till the end. It would mean so much to me if you could like and subscribe to this podcast. It's a great way of telling the world that this podcast has content worth listening to. And remember, you could always reach me at LinkedIn at Victoria Hajar or at UglyVentures.com. Thanks for listening. Until next week.